0: to amplify the revolution her podcast dedicated to uplifting empowering and amplifying women's voices globally
1: Our community is a powerful collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of
0: Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today we're talking about consistent and steady progress for growth with Alice Min Su-Chump.
1: Now, this woman has done some amazing work. Alice is the co-founder and CEO of Solight Design. She's an author, a TEDx speaker, and female inventor of Solight Design, CU95, and the Solar Puff, the world's only self-inflatable portable solar light. She's been featured on Tamron Hall, Good Morning America, MSNBC, Marie Claire's Power Trip 2022, the skim the story exchange fast company the new york times and more alice was nominated for us pto patents for humanitarian humanitarian winner in 2018 and was nominated as forbes 50 over 50 recognizable women of 2022 she was also recently featured in the new Apple TV Plus show, Gutsy, hosted by Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, where Alice is highlighted alongside other female powerhouses such as Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Megan Thee Stallion. Please help us welcome this formidable woman. We have so much to talk about. Welcome, Alice min Chen.
2: Oh, my God. I'm so honored. And thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. <laughs> Oh, we're thrilled. We've got a lot to talk
0: about today.
1: We do. And honestly, reading your bio, it's just like, we're honored to have you. You've done so much incredible work for the good of others. And we can't wait to dive in and share with our community. So Alice, I'm going to kick things off at the very beginning, because, you know, to get to talking about the journey that you've been on, we really need to start from the beginning. And we're looking at a real verified inventor sitting in front of us right now. So that's just amazing stuff. What inspired you to become an inventor? And what's the process been like for you?
2: Well, now that it's been, a, you know, I guess, several years, a lot of people ask me that. And I have to thank you for, you know, paraphrasing that. Let's start at the beginning, because when my son was born with asthma, and it it was like 2004. And then by the time he was um almost 2 full-blown asthma. And I remember going to the doctor's office where basically every kid had asthma. And when you have asthma, you're being pumped with steroids or given shots of steroids to help you breathe. So there's, there's a saying, a worried mom does better research than the FBI. And so <laughs> that's me. I did a lot of research and apparently the human gene pool is, is changing rapidly. And it has to be because of the environment. Um, You know, when I was a kid, there weren't as many children that had asthma or eczema. And now in New York, I think it was one out of four when my son was born and now it's 50%. Wow. And in places like Puerto Rico, um, it's 75% children have asthma. And then even in places like Detroit, where I've also gone to um, teach children about STEM and solar energy, it's 60 to 65% children have asthma, which is pretty significant in terms of um the popula- population. And, and pollution is basically killing our planet and, and compromising the health of our families. So um, back then I said to myself, okay, let's get away from fossil fuels. Let's focus on solar energy. And I was teaching as a material specialist at Parsons and New School and also at Columbia University. I was teaching in the architecture program and I started to sew solar panels to fabric and thin substrates to get <clears throat> thinner, lighter, stronger smarter material. And then the Haiti earthquake happened. So the other thing about climate change is we have had a 60% increase in the United States alone, 60% increase in power outages due to hurricanes, fires, um, storms, um, snow, ice, you know, it's, it's happening more and more frequently that um, everyone is experiencing more power outages in the US alone. Um, And when the Haiti earthquake happened, I just went to my dean and I begged him to let me change my studio around to be an innovation studio to help Haiti, because I knew these natural disasters were going to continue. So how can we help? And That's when we discovered that 1.6 billion people live without access to electricity and they're using kerosene to light their world at night. And the toxins from the kerosene alone are greater than any kind of pollution that happens with with our light bulbs or lighting. Um, So Mm. I then realized that the people in Haiti living on $3 a day are spending a dollar a day on a candle that lasts one night and 30% of their income per month on kerosene. So I researched every solar light on the market and they were all heavy, bulky, um, non-recyclable, and they weren't designed for the home. They were designed for, you know, outdoor emergencies. And so I grew up, Doing origami. I'm Korean. I grew up with um, Korean parents and they taught me origami. So the solar puff is based on, I have one here, it's based on the origami balloon and it's flat and then it pops open by pulling it, it unfolds and becomes this cube of light. And this one actually has different colors. So now you have something that can flat pack very very thin and you can fit hundreds in a box versus other solar lanterns you can only fit 10 in a box mm-hmm. um and basically we we invented a new type of flat pack solar light that is very easily transportable but also beautiful and being a designer and architect design is important. We have, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we go into humanitarian aid, everything is about utility and cheapest cost. But I think that beauty, wonder, and awe is just as important as utility. And in fact, in some ways more important because it gives you hope. And if you don't have hope, you're still, you're going to die if you don't <laughs> have hope. You can have food, you can have water, but if you lose hope, you're still going to die. So anyway, it design provides dignity and all of our products are origami. And we did a tick Kickstarter, um, in 2015. And that was after I did three years of field testing in Haiti with, um, women farmers. It was interesting. They were all women. (laughs) during the farmer and most of them were women doing that that you know the earth work and um this one woman had five kids a one-room house and she said she couldn't afford the glass to go around her kerosene lamp so her house her that room was filled with smoke and the kids are coughing and their eyes are stinging and when I gave her my my handmade prototype back then. I, I handmade 500 and wow. them out in, in the central plateau in Haiti. She said it was a gift from God and they started singing and dancing. And I, and at that moment, you know, realizing that they could save money and be healthier and, and save, you know, the health of their children that was the point where I decided to become a social entrepreneur. And eventually after um, our Kickstarter, we raised half a million dollars in 30 days and that pretty much started our company. Um, And since then we've been able to do, um, we've been able to impact over a million lives worldwide in terms of disaster relief from, from Nepal earthquake to Syrian refugees kind of strange because um, I was asked to it was very difficult to get people to come to my final review at Columbia, the one for Haiti. And I kept calling the Clinton Foundation because they were the UN envoy for Haiti at the time. And finally, after, I don't know, 20 different calls, I got somebody Mm -hmm. to come to my final review at Columbia and he ended up, he thought it was amazing the, that we were doing this. But then um, he asked me to a green tech expo in Haiti. And I had a glued, duct taped version of the original solar puff. And in comes President Bill Clinton and the president of Haiti. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, they, this guy could be on a beach drinking a pina colada. But he's here in the dirt and sweating with the rest of us. And he saw the solar puff and he's like, come over here, come look at this. Come unlock your life. And then fast love your forward. Fascination. Sorry. <laughs> fast forward seven years. I saw him again in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. And that's when we were able to work with all of our nonprofit partners and we got over a hundred thousand lights to Puerto Rico right after hurricane Maria. Wow. And that's, that's basically kind of the gist. I mean, you've (laughs) done the whole lot there. There's so many questions in there that I want to ask
0: you just like from, from where your inspiration came to where you are now that that's a phenomenal achievement and journey that you've been on. And you now have this product that, that not only saves lives, but provides hope and inspiration to so many others. Like I just, there's so much there to unpack. So I'm going to go back a bit if that's okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, like there's 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 so much. We had we had some questions set aside, but now my head is already buzzing with like so many other questions. Oh yay. So um so I I before we get into, into the questions that we've allocated, so where did this you, you talk about as a young girl, I'd love to know where your inspiration to to make things to for this innovation, where did that come from? What inspired you to to make that step from being a, a a teacher in architecture to becoming an inventor
2: so i have to i have to kind of credit my i have to credit my parents um my my father's an architect and my mother is an artist and in fact she was always making my clothes when I was a little girl, the most God awful outfits that you (laughs) never want to wear as a kid that is, you know, the only Asian kid in your school wanting to fit in. And she would make these crazy clothes for me to to wear. And um, I hated it because I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to Be like everyone else because I was really, uh, marginalized and teased a lot because and beat up because I, I was the only Asian in the school. And I, I tell the kids now that, you know, I, I turned into a fighter back then, but it wasn't fighting with my fists. I had to fight with the light inside my heart and the light in my mind. And I had to keep fighting with that. Mm -hmm. And. That's what I tell the kids when I go visit them now, when I bring the lights, because it's so important that they have that message, that, that narrative that it's something, you know, help is not out there. Help is inside you. Help is in your hands right now. And that's the power of what we're doing in terms of helping to share that empowerment with people mm-hmm. and, and kids especially in regions where they feel there's no hope. So um, as a kid, you know, I just always saw my parents just making a piece of furniture or making a piece of clothing. And my mother was an artist, very creative. And eventually, I went to school for architecture. And as an architect, you're always kind of building models and trying to solve problems. And it's very similar to being an entrepreneur in that you start off with an idea that doesn't exist. And then you work on this journey, this path, this uh process, a dialogue back and forth, um, until you get to a reality or a possible solution. Um, and that kind of I you know. Growing up in that kind of creative environment, I think, really helped me to to brainstorm and and think outside the box. But um, I have to say that the architectural, you know, the education of an architect is probably the most valuable liberal arts education that you could yeah. have because it, it can apply to so many different disciplines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just... So,
1: I, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit in awe because really, you know, you've given us this incredible story of an idea that turned into just this wonderful product, like Grace was saying. But along the way, I mean, there had to be ups and downs, oh, questioning, yeah. you know, is this going to work? Prototypes, like, let's talk about how long this took, because this wasn't an overnight success, even though we all think, Wow. Oh right? So tell us a little bit about that progress.
2: I think that's so important. That's a great question, because I feel that today in in society with, with, you know, all of the social media and Instagram that there's the youth really feel that things happen instantly. Damn. And it doesn't it's not that's not what happens in reality. And things don't ha- happen linearly either. So um with your question it's it's like um early on the prototyping was maybe over 150 different models of just trying to create the perfect form and and making things over and over and reiterating things until you got to a better solution or a better prototype and then And that's just the one that you create on your own, just so that you have a mock up to show the manufacturers. And then there's a whole process of talking to manufacturers and you're going to, you know, if you're doing something new and innovative, you're going to get rejected by, by manufacturers. Most -hmm. of them are men. Most of them that are running the factories, they're, they're male. I haven't met one person that is female, that's running a manufacturing company in China. And, um, and so we went through five different manufacturers until we finally found one. And our products are, you know, they last a long time. They're not cheap. They're not, you know, just things that are going to break, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as you get them, which a lot of, you know, we see that happening a lot. And And we decided on this one manufacturer, even though we have to pay a little more, we know that this thing is going to last. It's not going to break. And, you know, the defective rate is extremely like 0.001 or something like that. That's important though, right? And Absolutely. absolutely. Just this, this incredible idea that,
1: you know, you got to over 150 prototypes, what if you had given up at 141? I know you mentioned this, you, yeah, you preface, exactly. I right? know,
2: I know, there's so many people that kind of feel like, oh, it's so important that you're resourceful, that, you know, you're thrifty, um, that mm-hmm. you keep persevering, but they're there are ways to um cut costs and and figure out a way to, um when you have no money and yeah it's so, well, there's so there's so much you've had you've overcome so
0: much adversity really in terms of the constant prototypes and making like as maria said that those 150 and keeping your motivation going and your you know that drive to succeed but then you get to the manufacturing point and then you come up against another set of obstacles with manufacturers going this isn't possible we can't do it you can't make it and you know you, you talked about the fact that you've got five different manufacturers before you found the one that's There's so many lessons there as an entrepreneur uh, in all walks of life that you've that you've had there. I I just want to say hats off to you. Like I, I,
2: oh, it's incredible. No, I. You know what? I always say, if I can do it, anyone can do it because I'm like just a. I always say I'm like just a poor girl from Korea that had the privilege of having an education. I feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it. It's just a matter of like not giving up. And I also feel that so many people and and this is this is my experience teaching at Columbia University. I I mean, and also University of Pennsylvania. I was teaching there for a while. So I get all walks of life in terms of students that come to me. And this is like 20 years of teaching experience where I. Where I realized that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what kind of wealth, um, you had before. Or if, you know, if you didn't have a, um, a mother or, or parent to, to, to take care of you when you were little, um, what matters is, you know, your ability to adapt and adjust to situations about making, just being able to make a decision and follow through with that decision is so, so important. And I think that more often than not, I met kids that didn't have a wealthy, wealthy background that just had like street smarts and, and grid that ended up doing phenomenally well in mm-hmm. the long run and this is after you know knowing them for 20 years and now they're you know doing all sorts of wonderful things now but um and it is difficult it is it is hard and i, I have to say that i have you know been extremely depressed mm-hmm. sometimes you know where i didn't want to get out of bed because of you know the the challenges and yeah you just need And I'm so glad to see you too, because these two women, these two (laughs) badass women that are doing this wonderful podcast, um, bringing all sorts of different talents together and, and highlighting um, not just the successes, but, but the, um, the struggles and challenges I think is so important. So I, I really want to thank you for, for having me, but it's, so important to um, get that encouragement and also have a friend, like um, a close friend that you (laughs) you can work with that will be able to, you know, to support you emotionally and um, because you will be confronted with a lot of naysayers. I want to talk about that a little bit because, I mean, truly, you've been
1: all over the world helping other people, right? Like you're talking about. And I want to talk a little bit about how maybe, you know, if there's someone listening, how can we support the work that you're doing? Because I can't just take up and go to Ukraine. I would love to think about a way to support, but I feel like there are people
2: everywhere that would want to help. So how can we help? They could just go to our website. We have a give a light program on so light dash And we have a give a light page and it, you can see all the different places we've helped. And, um, if they want to support soul light, you can, you know, just get a light on <laughs> a solar puff on your own, uh, for your home or for an emergency, or just to have in your bedroom at night when, you know, you're reading in bed and you don't want to disturb your partner.
1: So there's so many benefits, I'm just my mind is a little bit blown. I gotta be honest. I keep going, okay, but you know you're one person, and your one idea has turned into this massive thing and we've talked with so many women you know, and talked about this idea that I want to change the world, I want to do good for others, but I'm just one person. you're one person, Alice, and you've like you're just you're blowing my mind.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? You're part. You're part of the family now. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not just one person. And this is what I always talk about with with the kids when I go visit. You know, when I'm traveling to to deliver lights, is that we're all one drop in the ocean, but together we can move the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that I really believe in terms of. Look at climate change. Every one of us did something small, like throw away a plastic fork or throw away a plastic bottle. True. All of us did one little thing, right? And then we have the North Pacific Gyre, which is a huge plastic island in the middle of the North Pacific that's growing larger <laughs> than the size of Texas, and which is a huge, huge problem. We did that. We all did that. And, but I believe that we can heal the planet too. If mm-hmm. we contributed to the demise of the planet, we all can do something small to heal the planet. So we can, do, that. we can reverse that. Yeah, and I love it. I
0: actually, I'm going to lead go into now into the the show that you did, gutsy, and I loved what you said on there about that one percent, just doing one percent extra or different, or that makes that that those small changes build up, and and you can look back and see just great results from it. But that was a great show. I've I've been watching oh, it and they so it, much. It was so I to great Hillary to
2: see. said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's but so it was, inspiring though. It is. So can you share how that came about?
2: And um yeah so, li- we'd um, like to learn more about that. I I first met Hillary in Puerto Rico after we were able to to help after Hurricane Maria and I told her about my recent visit to dominica where i visited the colonago tribe um they were hit the hardest by the hurricane and all the schools there were so many schools they had no roofs they were all displaced and i went down there and i and i um things happen when you take start taking that step toward okay. a path that that is um meaningful and um and matters to not just you, but to the the world or society or whatever. And um, there were so many things that happened that kind of helped me to get to Dominica and find the Kalinago tribe. One being, you know, sitting next to a fellow on the puddle jumper flight from Barbuda to Dominica, and he ended up being the son of the british island um british um senator he was the senator to the american british islands the the father of the guy that i happened to sit next to and start talking to <laughs> and i didn't know who i was going to go visit but i ended up visiting his father as soon as i got off the plane because he was one of the chiefs of the colonago wow. and i actually talked to him on you know the the guy gave me his phone and, you know, called his father and he said, oh, I've heard of you. We have your solar lights in our house. You have to come visit us. And so I did never met them before, met lovely, lovely couple. And in two hours, they had seven schools for me to go visit to deliver the lights. And I, I told Hillary, you know, when I give them the lights, it's really important for me to tell them how powerful they are. And the sun is the most powerful source of energy on the earth, but their light, their inner light, their hearts and minds are so much more powerful than the sun. And they have to keep fighting with that light. And so she just loved that. And then she asked me to be in her book. Mm-hmm. Um the book of gutsy women which came out in 2019 and then they were doing the docu series and Chelsea and Hillary actually started a production company and Apple TV took on the docu series and i think it was march of 2001 um or 2000 actually it came out last year last yeah. september so they came to my house in March of 2022. 30 people, the crew and they the were Secret 30 Service. people there. Yes. My <laughs> tiny apartment yeah. in New York City, the size of two refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 30 people, lighting crew, film crew and the Secret Service. Wow. And then Hillary and Chelsea were here for four hours filming and They had to, um, luckily we had an apartment across the hallway that was empty. They had moved out and they put half the crew there. I was going to say, but, um, and, and they're just amazing and lovely. And, and Hillary's just so, so personable and so funny and amazing. Um, and so focused, her brain is like a razor blade. It's, um, very focused, um, and I, you know, like the producer was behind the bookcase saying, Hey, you didn't talk about this, 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 and this, and you better, you know, you should hit these topics. And Hillary just snapped us all together and <laughs> we hit every topic. And she was so focused. And it was, it was amazing. But then we were doing these origami balloons because, you know, the solar puff is based on the origami balloon. Mm-hmm. And, they didn't show this in the, the episode, but but Hillary decimated her origami balloon, like <laughs> she Chelsea. No, she'll, Chelsea crushed it. Okay, I'm trying to. <laughs> listen, like, she what do you would, mean, decimated? <laughs> so she, um, she like could not do the origami balloon, okay? And it was kind of, uh, but anyway, so it was it was funny, and she was, um, just so humble and yeah. really, really, but then I, I realized like her mind is so sharp that it's so focused in terms of the whole event and, and getting us on track that um, she would have made an amazing president. I, anyway, oh, gosh. so um yeah, anyway. we're on board with
1: that. I know. Yeah. And you know what it's, I, I think what's so incredible is, you know, sometimes we put, women and certain just certain people on a pedestal and think, you know, that's just that's just what we see on TV or that's just what we hear in the news and you know when you see like you've said people with boots on the ground in the dirt doing the work to profile and to help others I think, you know, it's so important to continue to share those stories and the fact that you're part of that because of the work that you're doing is just a twofold I, I'm I'm so excited. I think Grace, you mentioned how, <laughs> let's, let's talk about your son for a second, because Grace told me this, uh, really part, like really funny part that I missed where, you know, your son might not text you back in four days, but Hillary Clinton, no problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is, I'm I'm kind of an empty nester now. My son went off to, he's a freshman in, in college. He's at Bard right now. And when he left, it was, oh my God, my heart broke. And, oh. you know, but, um, But I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's a a boy. Oh, no. You know what? My son does exactly the same. I think it's... But but literally, yeah, four days. And um, (laughs) when I was in Ukraine, I was texting Hillary the whole time. And she actually gave me um, a name. And then that name gave me 10 names. And then, you know, finally, I was able to get into... The Hospital, the Children's Hospital in Kiev, and it was um where yeah. you have to just keep thinking five steps ahead, you know, and how you can get to your goal and just take little steps, just very tiny little steps until you get there, yeah, but that's the important part
1: that's why we wanted to name this episode what we did because so many of us think, you know, we're just going to start something and leap and all of a sudden we're successful, but it really is a steady progress of continual, consistent, persistent growth. Right. And so I just love your story in that you know, you're able to model so much of that to others. You're now teaching younger people as well um, and inspiring so many along the way. So we're just so thrilled that you could come and join us on the podcast today and share. Now, we're not done. I We have some rapid fire questions for you, not to freak you out. But before we get to those, What's next for you? Because you've already accomplished so much. Do you want to share anything that's up and coming that we can support up you and on?
2: Coming, yeah, we're going to launch a new product, uh, which is a larger version of the Solar Puff that also has phone charging. It's, it called, the, it's called the Mega Puff, and it's going to come out in a few, in a couple of months. Um, we're going to launch that on Kickstarter. Those are, you know, what what we're doing you know in the near future um that's exciting We're that's so, so exciting You honestly
0: yeah. if there's anything we can do to support you it's, it's just well you it's are you are by story. having me
2: on your show oh. <laughs> it's amazing that I get to talk with these two amazing lovely women um and I'm just um I'm I'm you know I have to thank people like you for, for sharing our story because it, it's, it's not just one person. And I just. Um... But it's having role models like you and it's, it's,
0: it's people that they can look up to and you inspire. So you'll be inspiring. So you are many so kind. You that. are too kind. We, But I'm... we do, we need to see women <laughs> doing these things yeah. in order thank to then so visualize much. that, that end result. So. You know, thank you. I'm
2: I'm blushing. I'm blushing. You know, like I every time people kind of read off my bio, I'm always like, "Oh my god, really? Is that me?" (laughs) Um, and I just, it's just, I'm just blessed and I'm really grateful, and I feel really, really, just so humbled by, um, any attention that that we get. But uh, it's really. A blessing to to meet people like you and, and thank you so much for for helping. Yeah, uh,
0: anything, anything we can do. You know, let's always. get into the fun part. Yeah. Let's have some some rapid fire questions go Okay. So you're based in New York. I'm gonna go first. What is one of the things you love to do locally?
2: I love riding my bike all around New York. And um I have my solar puff on my bike so the cars can see it at night when I'm yeah in the street i also like to go for burgers i'm and korean food mm-hmm. in new york um yeah pretty much that's those are my two favorite things
1: the next question is mine so i want to know is there a tv show that you're watching right now that brings you all the feels or that you just absolutely can't seem to stop watching
2: Okay, this is this is kind of embarrassing, because like, I'm I'm really obsessed with law and order. And I'll just watch reruns. And then forensic files, forensic files is something that I watch and it terrible acting, terrible narrative. But I just love watching the forensics of this thing, of, you know, how they capture the DNA and and the science behind it. I'm and I'll and I'll watch reruns of Forensic Files too. That's I love awesome. it. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of there.
1: No.
0: <laughs> so, what's on your bucket list, personally?
2: Personally, mm. um, my bucket list. I would like to go to um, a long time to- in 2010. I did go to Nigeria. Went to La- Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so this floating slum called Makoko. And I had these prototypes of the solar puff, very, very rudimentary. And it would be great to go back to Lagos, Nigeria, back to this floating Makoko to deliver lights there to the kids Mm -hmm. Um, and floating, floating villages there. Um, Keep thinking about that. Um, And then... Bucket list. Like, um, what does that mean? Something that you've always wanted to do? Yeah. Um, I do have plans to try to visit Lisbon. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of New Yorkers that are retiring in Lisbon. Because um, it's so beautiful, and it's also like the quality of living is high, but the affordability is is you know yeah. it's very affordable. Um, and then, I guess, I guess that's it. I mean, that's I pretty good. That's a yeah. good list. <laughs> No, you don't need a huge bucket list. You
1: just, it's a, it's inspiring. So you're in, you're still looking to do good on your bucket list. Like, you know, sometimes people think I've done my good for the year. Like I'm good. Karma is going to be great to me, but like, here you are doing good for the world. And on your bucket list, it's still for others. I, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, Just lots to aspire to. All right. I need to know I'm a huge music nerd. I need to know what song gets you moving. And gets you pumped up?
2: I really like, um, um, whatever I've been listening to a lot of Motown, um, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you a Supremes girl? I'm a
1: huge yes, Motown person yeah, too. Yeah. Uh,
2: Diana Ross. Yeah. Um, I'll listen to Michael Jackson sometimes. And then also, but a lot of Motown definitely love yeah. it.
1: Love it. You can't go wrong with Motown. Like it just has not ever aged. It's just always perfect. I'm with
2: Absolutely. you. <laughs> You're my spirit animal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. It. Last question. Uh, do you have a guilty pleasure?
2: Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was I, very I mean, easy for you. <laughs> it was, I have to stay away from it. So I try not to get it, but Yeah. I always feel guilty after I eat the chocolate.
1: <laughs> Any kind of chocolate. So, so what did someone tell me the other day? Cause I, I'm a sucker for chocolate too. And the only one I don't really eat is white chocolate. But someone said to me the other day, you know, you just go for the ones that have higher cocoa content and then it's sure. like, it's healthy. So <laughs> just, right. Right. Yes. Just put that spin. You're good. Yes. <laughs> have all the chocolate you need. <laughs> Oh, Honestly, Alice, you are just doing amazing things. And we're just so thrilled to have you. We can't wait to continue supporting you. So please reach out anytime. For those of you listening, go and learn more about Alice's work and the solar puff. And we're going to share that website, obviously, on the page here for the podcast. But Really, you know, if there's a way that we can all help, I love that you've mentioned about the 1% good that we can all do every day, little bits to move towards progress, right? Any last words you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up?
2: Uh, Just keep going, keep moving, never stop, never give up. Yeah. On
1: that, I mean, really, that's like the perfect closing. Really, thank you so much for joining us, thank you and guys. Thank
2: you. you guys are amazing.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to do more together. This was just like the little starter pack.
2: Come visit. Yeah. Come visit New York. I'll take you out to dinner. Yes. Oh.
1: I've never had Korean food. To be, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I oh, need... we have
2: to change that. Okay. But I'd love to take you out to dinner. We'd
1: love that. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. You never have to sell me twice on coming to New York.
2: So, (laughs) absolutely,
1: Uh, uh, Alice. Really, we can't wait to see everything that you've got coming up, and we will constantly be cheering for you in the background here. So, anything you need, we are always here for you. And to all our listeners, you know, thank you so much for joining us today. Remember that, you know, if any of us can do something then it's possible, right? And Alice has shown us that it's proof one person can make an incredible difference in this world. So thank you for listening, for tuning in. If you found this episode inspiring, please go and share it with other women in your life. Together, we really truly can move mountains. So until we see you the next time, thank you so much for being here and have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, everybody.